welcome to the brand new podcast, The Highs, The Lows and The Big Fat Lies, hosted by me, Ben. And me, Lewis, from Poro Nicole. Through this series, we'll take you on a journey through Nicole Scherzinger's rollercoaster ride of her solo career. The ups, the downs and the missed opportunities to answer the youth made question. Is Nicole Scherzinger really underrated? Or did she underachieve? So, today, let's start from the very beginning. Nicole's first attempt at that solo album, at the height of the Pussycat Dolls fame. Her name is Nicole, was the title. Did it ever see glory? No. So, let's find out the reasoning of why the debut album, Her Name is Nicole, was shelved. So, Louis. To the beginning. So we've been in Days of the New, a nice rock band. We then do a pop stars audition and get ourselves an Eden's Crush. We have a top 10 single, just the one. Yeah. With oh, Get Over Yourself. And then we join the PCD, the Dolls. While we're on the topic, favourite song? Mm, I'll have to go with Wait a Minute. Yeah, my fave. Mm, contender. What about you? Going to have to be buttons and just to mention we're recording this on the same day that buttons just completed 15 years of its release thanks for just making me feel old yeah it quite does <laughs> worst song or worst single they released this or single um i think i have to go with butter pop agreed waste of a single Second single? Third single? Third single. Third single from Dog Domination, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the worst one. Um, sorry, Nicole, I know we wrote that. <laughs> or all of the other girls, but sorry, Nicole. <laughs> right, so it was after PCD, the album, which was top 10 in most countries around the world, massive hits, and then all of a sudden she tries to start a solo career. Rumours that she had a clause in her contract with Interscope that she would be able to pursue this never quite been confirmed. But she did sign a global publishing agreement with Universal for her songwriting in 2006. Yeah. So it was always kind of going to happen, I suppose. I think so, yeah. And if we look back a little bit um, when she was asked to be on the Black Eyed Peas, for example... She didn't want to, because she always wanted to be a solo star. So and she didn't want to, or um, her ex-boyfriend at the time didn't want her to be? R.I.P. Nick Hexham. He's not actually dead, by the way, guys. Just, we don't really mention him or know where he is these days. <laughs> <laughs> I know it wasn't her opinion, but she always wanted to be a solo singer. So I think it was kind of expected, you know? I mean, not after the first PCD album, sure. But I think it was her dream. Yeah, it was her dream. Um, first album, it was almost like she was like, hey girls, wingman me to LA, you know, get me some fame and then goodbye. Um, but yeah, definitely agree. Definitely a bit too soon. There is a quote that she said after her name is called was shelved. And she said, and I quote it, I thought PCD was going to be a great platform for me to go solo. 
I always say when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. I mean, she knew BCD wasn't going to last forever, you know? I mean, she was a bit of a hedge of time, really. I mean, 10 years later, and then Beyonce drops lemonade. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so the first song we actually got, I think, was Lie About Us with Avant in 2006. Good song? Uh, yeah, I like the song. Uh, I like the video, even the whole that mirror effect <laughs> on the wall. It's kind of cheesy. Um, there's a fun story about that track. Actually, back in the day, Daily Star, the newspaper, reported that the song was actually meant for Her Name is Nicole. But Avant's team decided that the song was going to be on his album. Um, so I think that was kind of the first taste of Her Name is Nicole sound-wise um, back in the day. I mean, you may not know because you are in Brazil and I am in the UK, but the Daily Star is one of the papers that we choose not to read. I'm not even sure if it's even around anymore, um, <laughs> just because it's right-wing trash. Ouch. But it may have been true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just read it for this. <laughs> I mean, that song for me gives me like, look at the success of Stick With You and we're going to play on that because it's very kind of, yeah, sort of similar. The kind of style of the song anyway. I agree. And I mean, I don't actually know who Avant is or was really. All I know is him from that one song. Did he have a career? I t if he did, it was even shorter than Nicole's solo career. <laughs> and then we had the next feature it was almost like let's just dip her toes into being a solo singer and see if people want it um because then she was on come to me with diddy which in my opinion much better song regardless of what girls allowed think mainly cheryl um but i think <laughs> she did stand out quite well on that song and it was a bit more of the urban kind of space that she would eventually try to fall into anyway Talking about the chart, um, he did pretty well. So it was the start. That was the real start, I think. Spoiler alert, but it is actually the only US top 10 that she still has today as a solo star. So, um, <laughs> can't complain. Um, anyway, so it was apparently in about 2005 when she started recording Her Name is Nicole. Um, for anyone listening that actually does not know what her name Nicole is. It was her supposedly debut album, which never actually came to light, apart from some singles, which I'm sure we'll get on to. Um, so she started kind of recording, I suppose, the same time that PCD and Danger actually really launched. So she knew what she was doing. Yeah, she recorded, I think, 100 songs for that album. And she was in the studio for basically two years i was gonna say and if anyone knows nicole they know she i mean she tells us these days she's in the studio a lot not sure whether we believe but back in the day she kind of did just live in the studio and she's also the biggest perfectionist in music so it doesn't surprise me that she recorded so many songs for the debut yeah so march 2007 the album was finally announced the first single actually came out a few months later, being a feature with T.I., Whatever You Like. She's hard as a star. 
Her name is Nicole. Talking about the name of the album. I mean, talk of the talk about the name of the album, which didn't actually come out. I mean, if we're talking corny, it is slightly corny. I can see what they were trying to do. It was almost like, "This is me. This is my." Not to be like confused with the Greatest Showman, um, but <laughs> like to break away from the dolls, get to know me, because she was kind of the lead doll with a surname you couldn't pronounce. So it was her trying to be like, this is me and this is what I'm about. Um, now in 2021, if someone, if Rihanna's next album was her name is Rihanna, I think I would cringe. But for a debut back in 2007, I suppose, there could have been worse. I actually like the title. Um, I think it's kind of brilliant on its own way. And let's not forget we're talking about the album that has the record of the longest pre-order on Amazon. So she still has the crown. <laughs> That's kind of impressive, right? I mean, that is kind of the longevity that we always wanted for her. When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Don't forget. Exactly. She knew what she was doing. But in terms of whatever you like, the correct choice of the kind of because it wasn't actually a single was it i think it was more a promotional kind of intro to her i don't think any it got sent to actual any radio stations in america with a few performances here and there i mean it hit the bubbling under hot 100 i think at number four or something like that um i mean to date probably in my opinion one of her best singles and best videos still and one of the most underrated in my opinion. Yeah, I completely agree with you, actually. Uh, even as a promo, uh, she came from, I think, four number ones with the dolls. So I think it was expected that whatever you like did better, you know? I mean, she was the face of the dolls. So that's what they're coming from, I think, expecting more. I mean, it should have done a lot better. She was pushed, really, wasn't she? It was a bit like when Camila left Fifth Harmony. It was very much, not in a bad way, but we're going to shove it in your face and down your throat slightly. Um, she was into scopes like It Girl that they really wanted to launch, you know. So I think that they put a lot of money in the recording for the album and this song in particular. I mean, the producers on, on this song in particular, you know, Sean Garrett and Paula Dupont, um, massive hits under their back. It should have done a lot better, yes. Um, it still sounds great now. It's aged well. I mean, even Rihanna sampled it on her tour, on the anti-world tour, in an interlude before Needed Me. The production, the beat is sick. It's a shame, though, that it didn't take off. It is a shame. And I also always wanted to hear the studio recording of the remix with Liu Wang. I mean, yeah, from the performance. Yeah, at the, that, um, that one, yeah. The VMAs pre-show, didn't they? Nicole, if you're listening to this, drop it. <laughs> Add this one to the list of the ones you need to drop, Nicole, please. Um, but yeah, in terms of reception, fans-wise, I mean, if you could say fans loved it, but if it didn't chart, it didn't chart, I suppose. But especially from the critics, a bit of a mixed reception. Yeah. Um, a quote from Entertainment Weekly. It's no London Bridge, and that's not exactly a high bar to reach. Ouch. <laughs> For the record, Fergie's London Bridge is a very good song. But a lot of people said it was a complete rip-off of a song, Khalees. Remember Khalees? 
milkshake bring all the boys to the yard um a song called blindfold me and they do have some points the instrumental is very similar but you know if that's what was selling at the time it'd be stupid to not go with that kind of vibe i mean there's the resemblance there for sure i'm suspicious to say it um come on give us some shade who are we shading um, basically what i'm saying is follow the dawn produced both songs so if there's anyone to blame here it's him but i mean i, I get the resemblance but but to say it's kind of copying khalif it was a bit of a reach all of the music then sounded you know not all of it but best music anyway and urban r&b space was where it was at and you know pcd especially the first album more was more urban i think doll domination went a bit more mainstream pop so it wasn't too far stretched because i think i remember perez hilton saying the reason that her name with nicole didn't work is because she was changing her style up too more and going too far away from the dolls but i think whatever you like is that f far away from some of the songs on pcd you know she didn't come out singing opera ah i don't think that either um, I don't think it's fair to say that the sound was different, because it was not. The sound was the shit. Alright, then we move on to Baby Love. Okay, so this is where it starts to get a little bit tricky for me, in terms of the album. Right. Love Baby Love as a song, also kind of feeling like it fits very well with Stick With You on like a set list, and you know, like a little me melody medley. But this was planned as the debut single now. Whatever you like, you know, didn't work. This was the international debut of Nicole. And I just think it was just a bit flat. It's, it's a great song and it's probably her best song that she has now for nostalgia. It's kind of the fans kind of sing-along song in the crowd if she ever tours. Yeah. But in terms of a lead single, it just didn't pack a punch, in my opinion. I think it's a great song for a teens movie soundtrack sorry agreed it is yeah it just doesn't show or i mean we're used to pcd you know and i know she wanted to kind of branch away from it but we're used to the performer we're used to something it, it was very restricting you know it she wasn't able to give a massive performance with it there was no dancing i know maybe that's what she was going for wanted a bit more stripped back version where she could just sing we needed that punch um, that PCD punch that whatever you like had it, but Baby Love didn't. Baby Love, I think this released in probably the September, and whatever you like, the promotional single, we'll call it launched in July. So Interscope didn't even hang around for too long. You know, there was two, two big performances or whatever you like, two others on some concert thing, and then they scrapped, I think they scrapped it too soon and tried something different. Yeah, definitely, but talking about the sound i think it's kind of confusing because whatever you like was very urban and r&b while baby love was very pop um a flat pop song i disagree when class baby love is straight pop fits slightly in the r&b you know in that kind of field it just i don't want to bring up thurgy again but, you know, big girls don't cry. So kind of the same mood, I just not with enough conviction or emotion to kind of push it as a single. I think Baby Love was kind of a end of the summer song kind of vibey, and it just 
doesn't connect with whatever you like, sound-wise, I think. I know that she says that she tried to do a full circle with sounds and she tried everything. She's a versatile artist. That's kind of an issue to me about her name is Nicole, because I don't think it was that cohesive. It was a lot of promotion. I mean, we had the, I think she had the EMAs, AMAs, Ellen, you know, she had UK TV appearances, um, Fashion Rock. Yeah, and it did quite well internationally, except for the US. Yeah, I mean, it, top 15 in the UK, um, top five in Germany, which I don't think she's charted in Germany much ever since. Um, but I mean, it's not a bad song. And it's not a, maybe a terrible single. It was just not the right kind of beginning. You know? It was just a bit too weak. But do you think the song sounds better live now than definitely live back then and even the recording i mean nicole spoken about issues which we won't bring up but would have took effect on her voice back in the past and i mean i think i'm reading one of the reviews now of the song from the manchester evening news and they said a nice little number which highlights her above average vocals i mean so it's a little condescending but i mean kind of true her vocals now I mean, she's peaking now, which is incredible in your 40s and you're peaking. Um, she definitely has a strong voice now, then around that kind of era. She was always working, so her voice naturally would have worn out or just been tired a little bit anyway. And I don't think there was any break from the end of the PCD era to the beginning of Her Name is Nicole. I mean, I get it, but I don't think her voice was the problem on that song. I have a quote here from Will I Am. Um, he said, and I quote, It's not that she didn't have good songs. The reason that Nicole didn't take off was bad planning. No one knew Nicole was going to put out a record because they didn't develop her as an indi individual when PCD were at the height um, in the same way that we did with Fergie. So basically, he's blaming Interscope and her team while he was also signed to Interscope. Um, I mean, he was with Interscope too, but for him to say, I mean, he produced Baby Love, he featured on Baby Love. I think, I mean, we still don't know the full track list and I don't know if we'll ever know the complete official track list. I'm not even sure if Nicole actually knew what the track list was going to be in the end. There was a different one in Japan, so I don't know what was going on. But he was involved heavily, I think, with some of the songs on that album. I mean, I think it was reported that Interscope spent one and a half million dollars on recording and videos for Her Name Is Nicole. And I mean, to say for videos, she only released two videos. So a lot of that was recording. I mean, they saved the money for Doll Domination. Maybe they just was like, Nicole, try going solo because we know you want to, but we know it's not going to work and then you'll stay with the Dolls forever and we have your 360 contract. Um, but I also have a quote and it is from Ebro. He is a radio presenter on New York Pop 97. He said, we watched to see if pop stations that supported the Doll would support these singles and they didn't. I'm not convinced people had made emotional investment in her as an artist. True. Mm, yeah. I mean, I think that's maybe still an issue to date with Nicole. I think it really is an issue and people really have, um, I don't want to say a problem, but kind of issues trying to connect with her as a solo star. 
And I think that's been a thing since her name's Nicole. Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to kind of create a connection with someone that you don't know much about because she's she's very private with her life, you know. She's never really come out and done big, you know, Oprah kind of interviews or Piers Morgan mm, life stories interviews in the UK. She was never pictured falling out of, you know, nightclubs and taxis drunk. I mean, so when artists go through something in the limelight and then they come out, I mean, Demi Lovato is a great example. Yeah. But now, you know, you've kind of seen everything that Demi's gone through. It's well documented, now a documentary. So when she releases music, you can connect the lyrics to where they're coming from or what it means. With an artist like Nicole who has remained private, sometimes it doesn't always come off as sincere. I think she was heavily more involved in writing sessions, album that never came out, that than more than the albums that actually did. I mean, right now we're only talking about, you know, whatever you like in Baby Love. Whatever you like, you know, it's not emotionally connected anyway. Baby Love was trying to do it. It just seemed a bit corny. Um, she really did try to connect with the audience with um, her documentary behind the music. But it's like you said, the songs that she really created and wrote are the ones that she never released. So it's kind of hard to connect with somebody that doesn't put her songs out. We're not even saying you have to write your own songs because, you know, a lot of artists don't write their own music and it connects. I think with Nicole, the strange thing is, I think maybe she doesn't even connect. I mean, she comes across that these are her babies and she loves them. But to me, I mean, a lot of people will probably see, because she's one of those artists that people love the YouTube videos of her singing live. She almost conveys emotion better when she covers other people's songs than when she actually performs her own, which makes no sense. Yeah, unfortunately, I agree. It's true. <laughs> and she sounds better. If you go, anyone that's listening, when they go on YouTube, if you put in Nicole Scherzinger's best live vocals or whatever, 80% of that edit will be covers. It will never be her own music. Okay, so we've had baby love. We had whatever you like for a brief moment. Um, then we get two more songs. Singles is probably a reach. We had Super Villain. Um, and the song that is always hard to pronounce, Puka, Puka Kenny Kenny. Puka Kenny Kenny. <laughs> Both notes for download only. Never any videos. Um, maybe, maybe there was one live performance for Villain, AOL session maybe. Um, never any radio. Not kind of sure what the use of those were um, because they deserve to flop. Not that they're bad singles, but there was just no, we weren't promoting them. I mean, I'm going to be controversial. For the first time, and people may have expected it before, I actually really dislike American Girl. I mean, <laughs> it's boring. We talk about Baby Love being a bit flat. American Girl just is, you know, I could just fall asleep. It tells her story. Uh, it's, but it, it's just so simple. Okay, so if we're talking, we've said whatever you like, good first, first single promotional, whatever we're calling it. And Baby Love not being it, yeah. and Supervillain and Porky Kenny Kenny not being. For, it's whatever you like was the first single. Out of all the other songs that we kind of know about that have Lee or whatever, what would you have chose as the second single? I think Physical with Timbal. Yes, agreed. Why? Uh, my theory is that people wanted up-tempo songs from Nicole, um, not mid-tempo or ballads. 
and I think whatever you like and physical have that sexiness and that fierceness. And I think it's what people want from Nicole, to be honest, like right there and wet and all those songs that gets you in a, such a good mood, you know? It was the right track for me as a second single, I mean, physical. Well, it would have been the right track if they knew what they were doing. I'm not sure if we, I mean, what we hear, especially mainly from YouTube, is a lot of the leaks. So they probably aren't HQ versions. I mean, I'm not even sure if all of them were properly mastered. With physical, I think the intro, if the intro was scrapped a little bit, because I do not, I don't like the intro, um, especially like the intro vocal. And then the outro, I'm not sure why that goes on for so long. But in terms of the actual middle part, the three minutes either side, definitely kind of single potential, especially to follow whatever you like. Yeah. I mean, we would be going down a very urban, but I think that's what the, the first intention was going to be anyway. I mean, she could have had a whole workout video. I mean, not to confuse with Jubilee and physical workout video, but it's that kind of song. I completely agree. And let's not forget that this was one of the few songs from the album that was actually officially out because it's featured on the Fantastic Four soundtrack, um, the movie soundtrack. Oh, that's true. Scrap everything I just said, guys, about the lack of mastering. So sorry to the producers if it sounds that way. <laughs> no shade. Game time. Okay, so if she was going to tour, say if she was doing a tour next year, I mean, she's not doing a tour next year, don't get excited. We will probably never get a solo tour again. You know, a acoustic session, whatever it is. She's going to perform five songs from this era. We won't use whatever you like or baby love. What five songs from the songs that we know about would you want to hear on it? Um, first of all, I would say American Girl. You might disagree, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm falling asleep. <laughs> um, American Girl, March. Okay. I love that track. I knew we had like different tapes before this, but okay, carry on. Um, what else? Let me think for a second. Um, I'm not sure, but I would say I am an SSU. I miss you. I'm cringing, just sat here listening to your joy. So we're going to two different. <laughs> Carry on and we'll get to. Uh, yeah, because my version of her name is Nicole <laughs> is more <laughs> urban and RB, and it has a flow, it has a sense, it's cohesive. <laughs> I think I would include as well. Um, just say yes. Just say yes. And to finish, mm, this is hard. I mean, we've got over 100 songs apparently to choose. Yeah. So let's one, I think. If you say feel so good. No. <laughs> I think I would say physical. Okay, we're getting a bit better. You've basically given me, no offense, like the warm up section of a concert. So this is, you know, the oh, support act. I'm going to give you like the main show. Um, physical. I agree on physical. I want to see a live performance. Yeah, okay. What would I like to see? I would actually like to see a live performance. The song that I still cannot pronounce all these years later. Pure, Pure Kenny Kenny is not the heart. That's the one. That with a breakdown. Um, Don't you want to pick my Pure Kenny yeah, Kenny? What was... This, J, J-Lo released a song. Remember J-Lo's song, First Love? Yeah. I think it was AKA album. She also had another song with, was it with French Montana? Or? She had a performance somewhere on him and all the her dancers had mic stands and it was like choreography with these mic stands. Like it's given me like breakdown, but still, you know, still in the urban. So that's which went pronounced. 
keeping it by my side. We haven't mentioned that. I'm going to say by my side. It gives me very much like Ashanti vibes. And if anyone knows me, I'm a massive Ashanti fan, legend, icon. By the way, this one was actually on iTunes for a few years. What, by my side? Yeah. I mean, when we say it was on iTunes, Nicole's very known for putting it on in certain countries, but not worldwide. So maybe Brazil? Not actually. It was featured on a random compilation of songs. Uh, what, with Akon? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Akon was the shit. Like, back in the day, we listened back now, and some of it was a bit... It's giving me nostalgia, though. Here's the one for Kenny Kenny. He produced it. He did. I remember the video of her talking, the producers talking about the album. And there's actually another unreleased song for the album that he produced. And I still want that song. It's called When You're Falling. Nicole, hurry up. We need it. Okay, so I've got three. But I'm going to hit a ballad. I'm going to go save me from myself. I think that is this. Going back to the connection, that is, you know, a bit more emotive, in my opinion. Wrote by Neo. I mean, it was actually wrote for Britney. I'm quite sure I could hear Britney actually singing it, to be honest. Um, but it, when you think about the song, kind of makes sense for it to be Britney, you know, 2007. It was around that kind of time. And then the last one. I'm going to go have to go Zoo. I'm not quite sure if it was supposed to be for the album, but it was around that area. But that beat, you know, is decent. Lyrically, mm, bit poor. So there's my five. Got my five. It's never going to happen. Don't get your hopes up. And we've basically just listed you a lot of songs from Her Name is Nicole. Most of them are around. I won't tell you where. Um, but most of you listening, if anyone's listening, will know about them. Okay, so the album didn't come out. We had a few more features, Scream with Timbo and Kerry Hilson, big hit in the UK, looking at those villains and on the cars, love that. Decent song? I actually love it. I mean, it just, there's so many people that worked on this album, and it's maybe why people are scared to work with Nicole now, but there was just such an effort, and I'm not quite sure really where it did go wrong. I mean, Winning Women? Not sure if it was going to be on the album, but like we had a collab with Rihanna, I mean, and Kanye, like... Oh, Jesus Christ, that Kanye track. We won't mention that song. It's called Loser, and the song is awful. Um, I mean, Winning Women isn't much better. I think it was for an advert or something. Yes, it was. But the fact that those two, like Rihanna and Kanye, two of the biggest artists in the world now, all of these people on this album, or at least around this era, and it still just didn't take off. So, shall we discuss why wasn't it released? Yeah. Come on. So, honest opinion. Who's to blame? Um, she always says that the album didn't came out because she didn't want to. But I think the one to blame dun, dun, dun. is Nicole, but... Um, not for the reasons that you might be thinking. Find out next episode. I'm joking, sorry. (laughs) Carry on. (laughs) I honestly think that she jumped too soon on her solo career after the Dolls. I don't think she had the time for people to connect with her like happened with Beyonce, like happened with Fergie, like happened with Charo. I think people didn't know who Nicole was. Um, her name is Nicole. Yeah, but who was Nicole? I mean, I kind of agree. I mean, a lot of fans kind of like to put the blame on everyone but Nicole, which sometimes isn't correct. 
it's hard because you know you could blame the record label but you know they gave her incredible producers good writers there was a lot of backing and money i mean one of her favorite quotes is timing is everything i think it was rushed i know she'd been working on it for a few years but it was just a bit too sudden a bit too chaotic and we weren't quite sure where we were going it was almost like we're going to try a hundred different flavors and see which one works and then maybe we'll stick with just none of them did work exactly it didn't look good leaving i mean she didn't you know it let's be honest if it worked out would have never got a second dollars album in my opinion we only got that because this didn't work out i don't think she would have returned people might not know it but half of the album is basically her name's nicole like happily never after when i grow up i hate this part i mean there is no difference between the two albums, except for the brand. Well, there is. One came out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but labeling as PCD, people knew what to expect sound-wise. And I think people didn't know who Nicole was or what to expect from her. I might get dragged on Twitter for this, but after all these years, people still don't know who Nicole is as an artist. It's sad, but it's true. I mean, that's a whole discussion for later on. But true. I mean, would, does Nicole even know who she is as an artist? I mean, maybe she knows, but maybe she doesn't know how to address, like, put that across. But yeah, it was definitely evident in these early. I mean, Baby Love was the first single. It was weak as a lead single, especially compared to the, the promo single, Whatever You Like. I think if they had stuck to Whatever You Like and then tried a second single, something of the same, you know, genre of music even if that album had been released it still would have been in my opinion a better move to release that album than to not because i think her not releasing that album has led to more problems down the line which i'm sure we'll get on to definitely i have a quote about success um it's quite interesting because it's like you said this caused a lot of problem in the follow events of her career And she says, As ready and excited as I am for this, I'm scared because you put your heart into the music and you just want people to feel it and embrace it. It's like your baby, you know? Um, so yeah, not releasing her name as a call was a whole trauma for her. And for us. Yeah, <laughs> and for us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, PTSD. Any person that supports Nicole's career still is traumatized by that whole era. Yeah, and it had a whole impact on her career. We did get a Pitbull song. I mean, what could you want? A year after Dow Domination came out, with half of the songs being originally meant for her in call. And then we had a different drama with J-Hall because it was released under the PCD brand featuring Nicole Scherzinger. Little feature moment in the credits. Um, yeah, and the song was from the soundtrack of Zondag Millionaire, and the label wanted an international pop star to release a different version of the song. And then Nicole jumped in, and she worked on it on several studios across the Europe during the Doll Domination tour. And then they thought releasing it as Pussycat Dolls would bring more attention to the song. And since she basically worked 
on her own the song, she thought it would be fair to include that feature Nicole Scherzinger on the title. So when the song came out as Pussycat Dolls featuring Nicole Scherzinger, she kind of hit the fan, as she said, on Behind the Music. Also on Behind the Music, there is a quote from Ashley that she said, why has to be the Pussycat Dolls featuring Nicole Scherzinger when Nicole Scherzinger is in the Pussycat Dolls? Why can't it be all of us together? I mean, it kind of worked because they wanted, you know, a bigger reaction because they wanted the Dolls brand and it certainly caught a reaction. And every time I listen to Jojo now, <laughs> it's the first thing that kind of springs to mind. But credit where credit's true, it takes some balls. Knowing Nicole, she probably didn't even tell, <laughs> tell the girls that it was going to happen until they went on. I mean, it wasn't even Spotify, but it went on iTunes. And that's basically when the drama started. And that was the beginning of the end of the Pescadals. So J-Ho was a final show for the Pescadals. And then a whole different album campaign basically started in 2010. That led to two different albums. The first album, there's really not much to talk about. I mean, we got one song. We got one radio premiere after winning Dancing with the Stars and appearing on the single. We had an appearance on Ryan Seacrest. To tease a new album with Nobody Can Change Me being the lead. Uh, what about the song? I know, <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I know you have a lot of opinion about it. I mean, I don't think anyone in this world would have an opinion. Um, it's almost screaming same issues as her name is Nicole. I mean, if that was the lead single, maybe it was another promo single. Um, just awful. Like, just terrible. No offense, Nicole. I'm not calling Nicole terrible, but this song in particular is bad. Like, really cheesy bad. I have a quote from Vulture that says, um, nobody can change me. It sounds like something that could have just missed the final cut on a Kelly Clarkson album. And honestly, I think that whole sentence is just a compliment because <laughs> I think Kelly Clarkson is great. And I think her outtakes um, must be great as well. And I really don't think nobody can change me. It ties to that. I mean, considering we've had... Since you've been gone, you know, because of you, stronger. I mean, that is pure shade to Cody Clarkson. Like, because nobody can change me. It's not on par with any of those songs. And it's not on par with any of Nicole's songs either. And don't get me wrong, I can do a bit of Nicole cheese. You know, Boomerang, not her best. Mm. But enjoyable. And, you know, it comes on when I'm drunk. I'll sing and I dance. The video was all right. But nobody could change me. There's just no, there's nowhere in life that that fits, you know. In a car? No. What are we trying to change her from anyway? I don't know. She's not Pinocchio. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, is it? Was it? Was it? At, was it at her label? Was it? Was it? Was she shading in the scope? You know, puppet on a string, Pinocchio. You can't change me. I. I mean, more to the point, it it got that one play and it disappeared forever. Um. I mean, nobody can change me not being on iTunes. It's kind of suspicious. Uh, maybe Interscope wanted something different. I mean, it's the best thing that probably ever happened to me. If that came up on This Is Nicole Scherzinger's playlist, 
Spotify and you were a new listener, you would turn off immediately to the whole playlist if that was the first song that came up. If you hit shuffle and nobody could change me came on first, I'm not listening to the rest of that playlist. Who is this artist? Where did you find her? I mean, maybe Ryan Seacrest is to thank for that never coming out because I think they're neighbours, if I'm not wrong. Or they were neighbours at some point. And so maybe they were good friends. Maybe he just tapped on the shoulder and was, scrap the song. Like, it's not going to work. So maybe we have him to thank for a different direction, because the direction that followed was a lot better. Yeah, but despite nobody can change me being the chosen one, she had better options. I mean, she sold beautiful people to Christina Aguilera for the movie Burlesque. And as far as you know... That one was supposed to be the first single. It was sold very last minute by her label. So I don't think it would have been a great choice either. Because I don't think the lyrics is really relatable. What, on Beautiful People? Yeah. Um, I mean, without mentioning the album, I mean, I'm still not kind of sure which album was what at this point in 2010. Shortly followed with her actual album, but... I could have seen beautiful people sitting on Killer Love, you know, a bit of a rockier edge. And the beginning of Killer Love is a bit more rocking. Oh, nobody can change me actually went nowhere and he led nowhere. But the real question is why the album was never released and why so many pushbacks. Um, but I think I'll leave this question to our guests Okay. on next week's episode. So don't miss it. We'll have an extra special guest, Jasper, here with us. Thank you so much for listening and see you next week. Until then, have a good week. Bye.